0: Guru Nation, welcome to episode 513 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Calvin. It's an inspirational story. Calvin did not do any of our academy CRA, CRC, as much as I would have loved for him to have done that. He did not. This is an example of using passion, hard work, dedication to land yourself a job in clinical research with no previous experience i hope it inspires somebody out there please share it with a friend check out the links in the show notes to the aforementioned cra and crc academies now enrolling both of those classes also in the show notes check out the patreon channel five bucks a month includes a monthly mastermind and weekly videos on different things like how to improve your opportunities using social media or investing or cryptocurrency different kind of things like that five bucks a month uh if you need help getting studies for your site text me 949-415-6256 with all that being said enjoy the show guru nation welcome back to another episode it's always a special episode when a member of the community comes on it's even more special when a member of the community who you don't know, by the way, Calvin, I just followed you, but who you don't know, okay,
1: I got reach
0: out on your live stream and says, hey, like we watched, I watched your videos. I got a job as a coordinator because of it. It was something like that. I can't find the message, but something like yeah. that. And Calvin, this is like why I love to have you on because your story mm-hmm. is very relatable to Guru Nation. There's a lot of people out there who are overwhelmed with how they're going to get their foot in the door. And let me just tell you, I know we've been featuring a lot of our students, CRA Academy, CRC Academy students. We've had a lot of success stories. This is not Calvin has not been in any of our academies. So it's even more relatable for you guys. All right. Like, there's people out there doing it with the Academy, without the Academy, dropping out of the Academy. It doesn't matter, guys. The variable is you, and you're going to get to learn Calvin's story, and you're going to see why uh, he was able to be successful to get his foot in the door. So, welcome, Calvin. Thank you for coming on.
1: Hey, Dan. Thank you for bringing me on. I was actually very shocked that you even responded back to my first message, because I asked you, I was like, do you think um, a fresh college grad that's a science major can even have a glimpse of a chance in clinical research? And you was like, yeah, I believe so as a coordinator. And I was like, okay, that's all I needed here. Oh, so it's like, I started, specific. I started just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I heard that, I was like, okay, I have a little bit more motivation. Um, let me see what I can do on my end and put myself in that door. I just need an interview. That's what I told myself. Just let me get an interview. That's I can do the cool. rest.
0: we're going to get into exactly how that happened, but like what you came out of college. Did you know, when did you first like realize clinical research is even an industry?
1: Okay. So I came out of college. I was pre-med throughout college. My goal was to be an orthopedic surgeon. I wanted to work with like athletes and ultimately be like their physician. It was always been a goal of mine because I played sport throughout my life, Uh, but man, I graduated during the pandemic, probably one of the worst times to graduate, a 2020 grad. Very, I, I was. That would have been graduating.
0: bad. That would, that, yeah. in, in <laughs> you know retrospect, that would be a bad year to graduate.
1: <laughs> it wasn't the best year to graduate. Mentally, it was draining on everyone. Um, imagine. Um, then I was in a position during the pandemic, I started studying for my MCAT. You know, it was just a lot all at once. Um, I graduated pretty well, magna cum laude with a 3.8. So I was wow. feeling good. Really? Yeah, with, yeah, that's hey, awesome, with, man. Um, Where'd you go? Oh, North Texas. Okay. UNT, University of North Texas, North Texas, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good school out here um, in a Dallas Metroplex. And so I felt good when it came to my grades. But that MCAT is, you know, that's a battle itself. I took it, man. I
0: took it. I have a similar story, like pre-med dropout. Uh, luckily, I got my bachelor's. But yeah, that MCAT's tough. I took it it's once. Tough. I got horrible Like 40th percentile, the only part I did good was the writing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: Uh, you must be a good writer. (laughs) I was okay, but the rest, no. Absolutely. So then, so I took it, um, I I did okay. I did fairly okay from what on my standards, but competitive level, when it comes to med school nowadays, I didn't feel like I could truly compete with some of the high top scores. Wow. So I was battling a lot of like, okay, I need to find a new place to live. Um, I'm graduating school. I don't want to go back home. Um, I need to get into med school. A lot was all at once. And so I was like, um, is med school and this future track that I'm trying to get to, is this actually feasible for me? I was I was still, should I take this, this MCAT again? Ultimately, I was battling the idea and it just took a lot of times. I'm a faithful guy. I'm a Christian. So I did a lot of prayer throughout this whole process after I graduated. And I just started coming to a conclusion that I don't think I'm going to go into med school anymore, but I need to have a plan because I need to tell my parents and the people around me (laughs) how am I going to move forward and support myself. That's a tough conversation, Calvin. (laughs) Absolutely, because they put a lot into my like pre medical career so far, so I had to have a plan. Luckily, um, I had a family member that introduced me uh, to clinical research, and it was something that, first of all, I never really knew about. I think of research is what a scientist with a lab coat under a microscope all day doesn't sound that interesting to somebody but he was like this is clinical research it's a little bit different and these are clinical trials through drugs or even technology like biotech which ultimately later I'll tell you about that I want to kind of get more into that one um but he introduced me to it and I was like man Okay, how can I get more information? He's like, just go online. Everything's on Google. I'm like, okay, but
0: yeah, <laughs> but
1: I'm a college grad. How can I truly get more information? He was like, Man, you, you never know. Go go on YouTube because he was he he always told me that jobs always want experience but you don't have an experience so you need to take your time out to really go research what you're going to say and know the terminology i know you bank on that you got to know that and terminology
0: what else do you have if you don't have experience you have your tenacity your willingness to learn which says something to the potential employer your hustle your willingness to work your willingness yeah. to that ne- you still have a lot experience is just one thing
1: that's true and then that's what I, I saw. So I took my time. Um, I went on YouTube, found you. Yes. <laughs> I think that, that is the greatest thing I could. Like immediately
0: found me or I got to know for myself immediately or you
1: had to like scroll through videos and then I came up. I'm not going to lie. I think I typed in clinical research or facts about clinical research and your name popped up. You had just videos (laughs) lined up and you put out so much content. Like it's, it's inevitable to find you in my opinion. So once I found it, man, I just started diving in. I know the first thing I even have my folder, just says clinical research for everything. There you go. I've been studying and everything. By the way, that
0: alone, I know you got hired, but that alone, if you took that to a job interview, that says something like, It's not everybody who does that. And so just for those watching, I'm trying to keep this relatable for for the next Calvin out there. There's somebody watching probably in, I don't know if it's in Dallas, but somewhere they're watching. They're saying, okay, what do I got to do? I got to listen
1: exactly what Calvin did. Yeah, and I plan everything that I did. I hope everybody does it it a little different because everybody's different and we're all in different areas. But yeah, so I just started learning more and more about clinical research. Um, I bought your book, you know, because I know you you, every video you would speak on the book. And I was like, of course, this video, that five hour video. (laughs) Um, But of course, it says a lot. But I know there's more in that book about clinical research. And I need to know that because I like I said, I don't have any experience. So I really need to know it. So I bought the book and I was just incorporating both the book and the video. And I just started to just live, breathe and eat clinical research. Like I, I work out a lot um, and I work out for about two hours in my ear every day, clinical research, your video. And i just be working out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's that's just what I did. And when I'd come home, when I'm falling asleep, I'll just keep it on and i would fall asleep to it and wake up to it on my TV. <laughs> just so I'm just starting to feel what clinical research is. So if I get in that room with them and I know it'd be very limited um, interviews that I get because I don't have any uh, experience, but I know that I'll feel confident and the things that I know. And so ultimately I did that and every day I would just write new things and I would take it slowly. It was, it wasn't like a quick process, obviously, to, to really study a five hour video. It's not something you can just do in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. This took me a few months. It was say I should
0: be writing it down like that. Yeah. I mean, that takes time, but that's how you learn.
1: Yeah. I was really writing it down. Um, I'm big on Quizlet. That's what I did in, uh, in school. <laughs> so I did a couple of quizlets. I made a couple of certain like, major big points, like the phases, um, site selection visits, and the, the four major visits and all that. So I put a couple um, just flashcards, made them for me. And ultimately, I would just, every day, I'll just find one page or maybe one section that you did. You know how you broke it up into each section. And I would say, I'm going to study that for this week. Or I'm going to study for that for two weeks, or whatever it took for wow. me to truly understand it. And I just kept going at that bro
0: that's awesome calvin i mean so how long did it take you to like feel confident because this is where people are are, this is where people differ this is where you separate the wheat from the chaff there are many people who wouldn't go as far as you did and unless they get lucky they're not going to get the same outcomes and there are there are also those people who don't realize how much effort they have to put into it so you're, exactly. you're out here showing people exactly the amount of effort it takes to get in with no experience, but just a great head on your shoulder, a great attitude from the time I'm here talking to you and on Instagram here and there. Um, so how, like, talk about your confidence. Are you a naturally confident person or were you hesitant about applying until a certain period of time?
1: Um, I would say... Because I was diverting from my lifetime goal of being a doctor, I was hesitant um, initially. It was just such a hard decision for me, especially I feel like my family put so much into me becoming this doctor later on in life. I was like, ah, I feel like I'll be disappointing them in a way, even though I'm making a career for myself, but still it's taken away from what I wanted to do initially. But when I started researching clinical research, it was so fascinating it, to me. I'm a science guy. I'm big on it. Um, so it's such a fascinating career. And, I, and I, what I think is not a lot of people know about it. And it, it's so troubling. that It's like, man, this thing has been running for years. And you tell me that these people don't know. There's a lot of undergraduate um, students right now that they, they can't get into med school. They can't um, do good on the MCAT. And they go into something else. They go into real estate. They go into some business. Or they change their life completely. And, and I know that hurts them. Because they never learned about clinical research, yeah. And so I'm glad I did have a family member that could put me in that position, but not everybody does, you know. No. And then there's people like you that maybe if they typed in clinical anything, your name would pop up, and it could change their <laughs> life. Ultimately, that's I why I started doing
0: that. the biotech stuff, man. That's why I like I started reviewing biotech stocks because I'm trying to catch people who are interested in biotech at least maybe from an investment standpoint, because I'm interested in that too. And I'm hoping that maybe like 1% of those will go down the rabbit hole of clinical research when they see the other videos I have.
1: Most definitely. And I I would say the biggest drive is because ultimately, I took about six months of my life studying for the MCAT and that kind of instilled a different type of studying drive in me. So when it came to studying clinical research, I used everything I was learning from studying MCAT into that when it yeah. came to writing stuff down using flashcards, living and breathing it um i remember watching khan academy videos for or organic chemistry tutor for when it came to mcat <laughs> so i just use that same process of when i studied for this okay killed
0: like, me in college man you're bringing me back okay second wow. <laughs> semester is the hell like O-chem almost <laughs> like hell <laughs> okay i'm oh, two okay i'm one i don't know how i survived okay i'm two I, I think I had to retake it. Uh, it, was, it was awful, man. Awful. <laughs>
1: Brutal for anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal for anyone for sure. But ultimately, as I started diving deeper more into it, like I said, I, I really started to enjoy it. And I saw it was an actual future for myself. I'm a man. I want to be able to provide for myself, the people around me, and ultimately my family. Mm. And so I said, okay, I need to make a career for myself that I can do these things in Clinical research can give me the assets. I can do that. One day I'll be able to build a home. One day I'll buy a car or have kids. You know, I I need to have all those things planned out. And I'm only 23 years old. You seem like a
0: Tesla guy. You strike me as a Uh, Tesla guy.
1: Hey, I'm not. I'm a a Mercedes AMG guy. Oh, there you go. Okay. (laughs) Well, they'll go. They'll go electric (laughs) at some point too. Oh man, but Teslas are beautiful. And Elon Musk is doing an amazing thing with those cars. I
0: just figured Gen Z, you got to be Tesla guy. But okay, yeah. AMG, I'll give you that. That's good too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the AMGs, but that's way in the future. <laughs> yeah, but dream car for sure. But yeah, so I really just put my foot in and was just really striving to get into this career. And I would say about three months in is when I started feeling like comfortable after I started learning. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not a quick process for you to really grasp all this information. They ask you something about um, uh, site selection visit. You got to know what is happening, all the documents, yeah. like the 1572 uh, form that you kept uh, iterating. You know, you yeah. have to know these documents, and they might ask you, you don't have any experience, they might test you. And I was always wondering if they test me, I'm, I'm going to be able to answer, regardless if the answer might not be completely correct because I don't know, because I'm not in, but I'm going to give you an answer and feel confident in that answer. And I like so I, ha- I had that mindset you know, and I I'm, I'm learned from you that confidence, you, you always banked on it. I even watched some of your interviews with, I did one interview with a lady that was in your academy. And I remember how to answer questions. The tell me about yourself is the most important question I feel like when it comes to these interviews. And that is a question I practice so many times. Mm. And I would incorporate um, what I did. So right now, since I was on the med-, med school route, I started working as a medical assistant, but it was just for a clinic. That's what I do right now. And I'm about to transition into clinical yeah. research. And so there is some similarities um, to medical assistant to like what you're going to be doing in CRC role, but it's how you say it and how you, you can twist it a little bit. You know, I, we use electronic medical record database and clinical research, they use source and uh, EDCs. In a sense, it's all the same, taking information and transcribing it into another electronic database. So when it came to that um, question, I would be able to branch off of it a little bit more than just the average person that was just a medical assistant and didn't know how to just flip the two. And so the I would- The framework is the
0: same. The framework yeah. is the same. So did that question come up in the interviews? Like, tell me about um, yourself.
1: Yeah, tell me. That was the first question. So, so tell
0: me about yourself, Calvin. How did you answer that?
1: So tell me, because I knew you had asked it. So basically, first thing I started off with, I gave them my educational background, told them that I was a biology major, BS, Minor in chemistry, graduated with this. I told him I graduated 3.8. I like that. I felt like that started was with your
0: strengths first. You know how many yeah. people this this speaks to confidence. They start with their weaknesses first. Big no no. Big yeah. no no. That was good. Absolutely. You Start with your strengths first. Okay.
1: Started off my strengths. Um, went on a spiel on that. You know, in the moment you're kind of speaking more and more. Then I started. Um, so one of our first graduated, I, I worked in a, as a lab tech, and it was it was a contract job real quick, but ultimately you can learn something from every job you get. So I took something from everything. So I, I was a lab tech. I started branching off on certain things. I did in the lab. COVID was heavy around that time. So we did a lot of, instead of just really just saying I work with COVID, I worked with infectious diseases. You know, I would use different words that would kind of pull because I mean, some of these trials that we run are going to be in diseases, chronic disease, infectious diseases. And I would just pull the things that I found similar into clinical research. And so told them that we, there were certain protocols that we ran when, we, when I was a lab tech, when it came to the PCR samples uh, that we ran on the, the, sa- the samples that they gave us, um, whether it was hair, hair or maybe some STI samples or anything that they gave us. And then the biggest thing with uh, clinical research coordinator is that direct patient co- uh, connection, what I got from the medical assistant role. So I said, I then took a transitional role as a medical assistant um, because it would then give me more patient um, care. Like I could interact with patients. I could provide a more therapeutic response for them. And ultimately, I was working under a physician, a provider, or a PI, if you flip it. yeah, you know, Just different yeah. ways you can kind of spin what you're saying. And that's what I would do. Anything that I did, I would tie it back to clinical research. So they would always hear a reason, like, you don't have experience, but you might have some credibility in what you did. They um, hear that
0: and, that okay, you may not have the experience, but you at least know the lingo and you know the ooh. concepts, and you and you're you're not waiting for them to ask you questions to prove that you're just starting out with it.
1: I'm starting. I love I how you command. did this, Calvin.
0: You should write a yeah. book on this, Calvin.
1: <laughs> I feel like you already did. <laughs> no,
0: no, not on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, ultimately, I would love to help anybody. But as I started doing that more, um, how did I finish up? It'd be in the moment that I think I went on. The biggest spill I went on was when they told me, Tell me about yourself. I wanted to give them everything that I felt confident in, um, ultimately to kind of just grab a hold of that interview and not leave them asking too many questions that, yeah, maybe I might not know. And mm-hmm. so I would really just start telling them that, and then. Um, I let in, hold on. I think I even wrote it down. <laughs>
0: you you got to While it. you look for it, let me tell the Guru Nation, you got to cap. This is why you start with your strengths. You got to captivate the audience. If you start like boring or mundane or even worse, if you start with your weaknesses, they're going to tune you out. The person interviewing you or maybe a group of people, they're human beings. Like they get distracted. I know. Cause I'm on the other side of that table, interviewing people a lot. And it's really that first minute. I could tell like, okay, that first minute, this person actually has something here. Whereas with others, you can tell right away in the first minute, may not be this person. Like, and I'm a human being. Sometimes I just tune them out
1: after that point. Yeah. First impression. Most definitely. But yeah, I found it. So biggest thing you talk about in your videos, I feel like is regulatory source. You always yeah. switch from two to two. And that's the biggest thing in clinical research. And so, like I was telling you before, I tied that electronic EMR record with source and I banked on it and I kept really talking more and more about that. And I feel like that was drawn a, a little bit closer with that. I highlighted that that was one thing that I knew that I'm going to say a lot about myself and strengths and whatever, but I'm going to highlight something major when it comes to clinical research that just really sets me apart in this interview. And then, um, I mean, ultimately the MA role had me working with a lot of different types of um, patients. So there was some tests that I would run that were like with cardiology patients with um, diabetic patients that I could kind of spin as metabolism and endocrinology, stuff like that. And I would also do some tests in, as my, in my role that did, um, they work with neurology, the nerves, tests for like neuropathy, which is disease in like your hands and feet and that diabetic patients will have. So I would say stuff like that, um, that would kind of just put things together of that I'm working with a, diff- a lot of different ranges of patients. A lot of different types of chronic diseases. I've seen it. Incredible. Um, I haven't done clinical trials on it. Yeah, but I'm It's incredible I've seen it a how you bit. did that.
0: You're like a magician with the interviews. It's not just the knowledge. <laughs> I tried see, I'm trying to unpack like exactly what you did, and I'm seeing what you're doing. And people listening can hear what you're doing. It's hard to articulate what you did. Very sophisticated strategy. Probably nobody coaching you, it just came natural.
1: I mean, so some of it did, like I said, I did have a family member that kind of did, he's in the field, so he did say some things, but biggest thing for me, he told me my preparation is everything, you know, mm-hmm. so he was like, if you prepare, like, like you've been doing this for five years, you're going to, you're going to feel like, and they're going to see it in you. And, yeah. um, and, so and you know that's why that's important?
0: People are listening right now. And they're saying, yeah, right. Calvin got lucky. You know what? It's not about like the, the reason the employer they already know from Calvin's resume that he doesn't have experience. Why, oh, is, why sure. is he still coming to the interview? Because they, need people. they there's a shortage of researchers. So the fact that Calvin took the time, has the motivation, the ambition, took the initiative with nobody telling him he has to do it. The fact that he did that is worth way more to that employer than what you've learned. It's just because they're going to teach you that stuff. Anyways, it's the fact that you went out and did it. It shows them that you're committed. The worst thing an employer wants is to hire someone. And then that someone discovers what research is within a week. They say, I hate research. I quit. Well, you just cost money and time to that employer? So they want like someone like Calvin committed, wrote a notebook. Did you bring that book with you to the interview?
1: Uh, I mean, it was in my car. <laughs> it's probably like 20 pages worth of just like, man, this is one section of what wow. you did. See, they would have been even more
0: impressed with that than your answers. <laughs> I think it's a
1: GCP uh a certification. Oh, and I you got, got certified. Yeah, I just did. I feel like that was another stepping stone that you have to do. You tell me that you can find some things online that are free. Free? And I'm all I about free. A GCP, <laughs> NIH protecting human subjects
0: only like thirty bucks, so you get GCP free, IATA free. Everybody's yeah. gonna ask you for the links now, Calvin. And then uh, I got them. <laughs> NIH protecting human subjects. By the way, are you on LinkedIn?
1: Yes, I actually just got on LinkedIn. Okay, um, It wasn't at first. I was just majorly just doing through Indeed, um, but now I got on. I'm about to start revamping my resume and everything. So I'll um, put even Alvin's more. link
0: underneath in the show notes. Or do you want people to find your Instagram or your LinkedIn?
1: Uh, both is fine with me. Okay, I'll I put mean, both. You know, yeah, I like both that. is fine both. with me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Close so, so how many applications did it take? Like, how many interviews did you get? Were you one for one, like hundred percent successful? Like your first job interview? That's the one you got hired, or did you like get rejected?
1: Okay, so. Like I said, my drive, it's kind of crazy. So every day, once I felt comfortable, I was applying to maybe 25 to 30 jobs a day on Indeed because they would just always pop up. So anything I saw in Dallas or anything that was remote, because, you know, COVID is still kind of around right now. I would just go ahead and apply. Even if I saw two to three years experience, if it says CRC, which is the only, not the only way, because there's research assistant, there's clinical trials assistant, which are other avenues as well, so it was those three that I would kind of bank on. The clinical research associate, it's, it's not really likely um, with somebody that doesn't have experience, but ultimately anybody could take a chance on you. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bark anybody down for that one. But I was looking for that coordinator position or that uh, research assistant or that clinical trials assistant. And I was applying every day, probably 20, 30 jobs. If I didn't see anything new, um, I would just wait it out. And on Indeed, that was my platform applying. I didn't really use Glassdoor or, um, or LinkedIn because I really wasn't on it. Um, so I was on Indeed. Indeed, will I made sure I did the assessments. I don't know if they helped or not, but I did the assessments when they came up just so they could pass off my, my application. And um, on Indeed, I would send them a message. After a few days, I'd make sure I would send them a message just telling them a little bit more about myself. So just to, Hey, this is, this is me. This is, this is what I, I do. My resume is very concrete things, but um, I'm going to spin a little things that I'm probably going to say in the interview too, but I'm just going to tell you right now and see, and I'm not going to lie to you. The ones I send a message to, those are the ones that, that reach out to me.
0: Yeah, because it's related to yeah. the fact of uh, that I brought up earlier about you putting in the work to learn this stuff. It's related to that. It's It's like its cousin. You're taking yeah. more time. Nobody's telling you to do that. It shows that you're committed. You're motivated. You have a passion for it. Not many people are going to listen, like when they're trying to learn a new subject, not many people are going to listen to that at the gym. Like, you know, gym is for music, but the fact yeah. that you're listening cousin. to that, it shows me to. you're motivated <laughs> working out's not easy. You're doing two things that are not easy at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah. <So> that's all <laughs> I did, man. I mean, and it, I just feel like that was main time. Cause I had work, I was working as the MA, so I couldn't really listen to your videos then. And so I just, I feel like that was the most ideal time for me. I mean, we all have different schedules, so find a time that works best for you. I would say ultimately, but I would just say, if you really want something, you you just have to dedicate your time to it. Yeah. Playing yourself out. I know I kind of, I wouldn't say isolated myself, but I took some time away. I mean, COVID is kind of rampant a little bit still, but I took some time away from maybe some friends that I could kind of distract me while I was kind of researching clinical research until I felt that I was more comfortable that I can get in this interview room and I can secure a career. Cause I don't, this is not a job. This is a career for people. And I want it to be my career. So I went about it that way. I want to make a lifestyle in clinical research and grow. Ultimate goal, I would say right now, is as an associate. Um, it could grow to project manager. You know, there's a lot, there's so many avenues of clinical research. I hope everybody's... Site owner. You want to join yeah, the club? Site owner. Oh, oh my... Owner. <laughs> oh my God. I think ultimate... ultimate the easiest
0: and the hardest job you'll ever have in clinical research, depending on yeah. the year.
1: <laughs> Most definitely. So it was just, it was so many avenues. I was like, I've, I've, I have a confidence in me as well. I got that through just, just being myself, being in school, knowing that I could graduate um, pretty good in school. I felt like um, that I could study for MCAT regardless of how the score didn't come out for me. I still had the drive to do it because some people get discouraged to not even study mm-hmm. um, for and take it itself too. And so I said, I, I can take all those things in me, use the work that I think my science background, my love for healthcare itself, because ultimately clinical research is just making all these drugs and these biotech, uh, instruments is more efficient for people, making it more cheaper ultimately. Um, so take that drive and just put myself in there and see what happens and pray to God. That's all, that's the first thing for me, but, and just get, get in there. And right now I'm in there. I'm very excited to see where it takes me because it's, it's so much bigger than I can only imagine. Um, I started about two weeks. Um, and Congrats. Go from there. was yeah. that the
0: first was that the first interview and in that you got hired oh, okay so
1: that's what you so yes it was and that's 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 a testimony so yeah but um <laughs> they the don't want to let you get away <laughs> yeah they didn't want to that was the first one that was the first interview that called me and the lady and i went through three interviews so it was, wow. a, it was a three-step <laughs> process imagine that so i remember it was like one of the the regional uh managers or whatever um based out in austin i talked to her um we had i feel like she really did like me and the one thing she did tell me is that whenever she got into research she had no experience not and, I, and one, once i heard that all the stress from my shoulders that was my first interview went a, just got off a little bit and i said okay we're kind of relatable a little bit let me all right let me talk to you how i can spend some <laughs> things now so i went about then i went to another interview and another interview and ultimately i feel like they wouldn't waste their time interviewing me too much so hopefully i get this job because so i was really happy about that <laughs> i got is it for like calls. a big
0: site or is it a cro or a sponsor what who is it
1: without um, naming so this, them
0: but but uh, like is it a site cro sponsor or like what what kind of company
1: um so this is a site okay yeah this is a site um so a pretty pretty nice site i even looked up the company itself to see what type of Research that they're doing, you know. I told you they're working in gastroenterology, so huge
0: area, huge growth area. Yeah. Microbiome yeah, so. research is huge. I'm doing a study on that right now with the Dr. Hazen.
1: Most definitely, I know they got some things approved for like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis.
0: Mm-hmm, so
1: mm-hmm. That, that finished the whole pivotal trials and everything. Wow. So that was that was big to hear. And and I'm and towards the end of the um, the interview, those are the questions that I asked. Um, Because, you know, always ask a question after the interview. Do you have any questions for me? Yes, I definitely do. I haven't written down already. So the three questions I asked them, I believe I asked them the team dynamic. So I started saying things that I knew about clinical research that they haven't asked me, but I just wanted to let you know, I know about this. So I said, okay, um, I know the CRC works under the PI, but what is the team dynamic with uh, other CRCs? How many studies will they have? I know there's going to be multiple studies. And she would answer that how she wanted to. And she told me about the process and how it was more of a collaborative effort from all the CRCs and nobody's really left behind, which was great to hear because I have no experience. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I need just in case I don't want to be left alone, that I can have, I can look to, hey, can I get some help? And ultimately the PIs were very like sociable and very comforting people. And so I I love to hear that. Then I think the question that she liked, it was when I told her, um, I asked her about what what trials had finished the process of of the, the phase three. What which ones are out in the world right now? And she she said it was like nobody's really asked that question. And so she that's when she started giving me some of the drugs and everything they've used um that are out in the world right now. And she was just like, okay, that, that's a pretty good question. I would say maybe that's a question you should ask. It just seems like you're you're engaged in what you're doing.
0: Tells you, yeah. yeah. It it tells the interviewer that you have a higher purpose than just a job, uh, because you're gonna work harder if you have a higher purpose. Like when the going gets tough, if you can face your north star, you know, like if if it's truly your north star, you're gonna go for it. As opposed to if it's just a job, that going gets tough, you're gonna piece out, and go to the next job because it's just yeah. a job.
1: It's just yeah, a job. <laughs> Nah, but I wanted to make, and I think the last question, I just told her what makes a successful CRC. Um, just wanted to hear it from her mouth. I can say everything on my mind, but I, I don't know truly, but you know, you she's, she's worked CRC. She worked all the way up to director and manager. So I knew she knew what the field is. And so she gave me a, her spiel about that. And so I will always remember that because she gave, it was from her mouth. And so I just took it from there. And just waited my time, um, still watching your videos throughout because <laughs> nothing is permanent. Um, I was just always I had some other interviews, and they would ask me certain similar questions. And one thing I would notice, because I feel like people are scared to get in these interview rooms, they they might not actually ask you anything specific about being a CRC because they know on your resume you haven't been one. Yeah. So why well, why would you why would they ask me that? I never asked.
0: Know? I always hire people like you, Calvin, at my sites. I always hire people like who have potential, at least on paper. I think they have potential yeah. but don't have experience because I have experienced staff. I don't want to bring an experienced coordinator from another site to my site because I don't know what kind of culture they were at. That's dangerous to me. To me, I'd rather hire someone with potential like Calvin and mold him into the coordinator that I need at the site. Right. Most so uh, they, they're going to ask you like attitude stuff, right? Like, and this I is like exactly you. why that it, that employer liked your question about which drugs made it to market from here. Um, it, it shows your attitude. And obviously they like the fact that you're prepared and, all that stuff too. So that's, that's what matters guys. This video, Calvin, this is going to go viral because I'm going to put, let's get this one to be like the most watched video I have. Yeah,
1: I really hope it is. <laughs> it's going really to be hard to beat that, that five
0: hour one because everyone watches that, but like, let's get it to yeah. number two. Let's get this one at least to number two all time. You get a like comment, subscribe, share Calvin literally showing you. Okay. I'm, people I'm people get tired to, yeah. of me telling let's bring on people from Guru Nation who've done it. It's all about mindset. Nobody has experience. Here, here's a news flash yeah. for you. Your first job in clinical research, everybody in this industry who's ever been in this industry was research naive at one point. Everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone. A hundred percent. So uh, there's a variable there and that variable is you and personal responsibility. And it's going to take, I think people underestimate the amount of work it takes Calvin. I think people think it's going to be easy or as soon as it gets a little tough, they're done. They get discouraged. And with you, you didn't probably maybe because of your relative, uh, maybe a little bit because of my videos, but I think a lot of it came internally from you knowing going through the MCATs, you know, you're you're not afraid of hard work. So you knew what kind of work, how competitive this is. Clinical research just as competitive as med school, in a way. It sure <laughs> is.
1: They don't get paid that much to just be regular. You know, these are pretty confident people in their field, for sure. It's all ran through the government. You know, you got to be very accurate with what you do.
0: So your goal, did they ever in the interviews ask you, like, what's your goal, like five-year goal? I always ask this when I'm interviewing people.
1: Um, yeah, so they asked me my goal. I, I told her my goal is ultimately to uh, climb the ladder w- within clinical research and end up as a clinical research associate, associate and start monitoring. And, and she kind of responded back to that there's so many avenues to climb up in, in the company, which was great to hear from her. Um, and it wasn't a thing where she was thinking I would want to leave anytime soon or anything. It was just a situation where she wanted to see that she I would learn more in clinical research. And I wanted to actually make a career for myself and not just have a job in the time being. So I think it was a good answer in my opinion.
0: That's good. And you got your options open and you're going to be a generalist and kind of learn all aspects of this. I know it'll be fun to follow your career. That's why I hit the follow button right now. It's going to be fun to follow your career in 2031 okay. when we do who knows, maybe our part six. You'll be who knows what's going to be, I'll be by a them.
1: senior associate at that point. Uh, we'll, we'll be podcasting
0: be. from your AMG. In, in,
1: oh man, <laughs> oh, big time. Uh, I hope so. I mean, that's that's the plan. Who knows where it'll lead me, but I think it will work out well now that I'm in. That's the biggest thing for everybody. If I can, if you can just get in. There's so much growth in this field. Um, I wouldn't feel discouraged because I mean, I didn't. Even though I started applying, I didn't start getting anything for maybe three weeks. I, ultimately, I know when they saw my resume, they didn't see they didn't see any clinical research. They ripped it up and threw it away. I know for 90% of the jobs, but that shouldn't discourage you. You should know that what you're doing is going to lead to something greater. If you have faith, believe in that. If you just have a will and drive, believe in that. Do what you need to do to get to that point. And it will work out for you or, or you can find different other ways. Like there's, there is research assistant. I saw that job so many times. I actually <laughs> got that. I got that. That was one of the offers that I, I got, but it was, I feel like a CRC role was a better role for me to really start things rolling in my life, you know? So that's I, the best starting
0: point in my opinion, CRC for sure. That's where yeah. the rubber meets the road. That's where all the action is. All this stuff that drug companies talk about, like, remote trials decentralized trials all that depends on the sites can the sites is this good for the sites is it good for the coordinator will they actually do it because that's where all the action is it's not at the ivory tower with the drug companies it's at the site level it's with people like Calvin
1: yeah most of them and hearing that from you I mean that's that's great because you put out content <laughs> Um. Even now, I got this job. I'm still watching your videos. The, the videos I haven't watched, I'm still <laughs> I'm gonna watch everyone just to make sure that I'm going in confident. And even when I'm in, I might still because you're always gonna put out content. It seems like, and I'm just gonna continue watching and learning more and more about the field because knowledge is everything, in my opinion. And if it is to you too, then maybe you could go about it, it maybe similar. But like I said, everything is geared towards how you go about it, and it could be slightly different, different variations. But if you have the end goal, that's the same. Go body strong and really put your foot out there.
0: The variable is you, Calvin. Let's get this video. This is going to go viral. I just got to come up with like a catchy title and then it's put game the- over <laughs> with enough time. Game over. Calvin <laughs> will have LinkedIn. Calvin's brand new LinkedIn. By the way, he did all this without LinkedIn, which is yeah. impressive. He did all this without the route. I say try to go like patient recruitment or try to get studies for the sites But he didn't see all that is just the same thing Calvin did that you're just showing the employer that you're motivated and that you're passionate and that you're not going to quit. That's what doing all that stuff is because 90 out of a hundred people who apply for a job are going to just do the status quo. They're going to do the norm. If you want ordinary results, you take ordinary action. I'm going to send a CV and a cover letter. That's it. Um, If you want, extraordinary results you got to do extraordinary activities that means when you're squatting in the gym like calvin you're listening to podcast okay. random musings from the clinical trial guru. you're listening to this episode right now it's going to make you want to do like three more curls after you hear you.
1: <laughs> i and like it calvin. I
0: you're you're gonna do well man that's why i followed you right now it's you, we got to get you on a clubhouse so so you can talk Uh, more with other people network linkedin for sure and i'm definitely going to have you come back maybe in six months and then maybe every six months we'll just uh, check in on each other and see if you want to come on see how everything's going and man you're going to do well in this industry i can tell uh and you're a great example and very relatable to a lot of people out there watching so hopefully you're going to inspire a bunch of people with this podcast i appreciate you coming on
1: yeah, I appreciate it too, man. Thank you for everything you're putting out. I really hope that I'm some type of motivation for anybody that's struggling, any pre-medical student. I know it's hard. It's very hard. I went through it. I know how it feels, but it's okay. There's some different avenues that you can do. Please just listen to this. You're guy motivating me, man.
0: You're motivating <laughs> me. I'm, I'm thinking of making another channel now, you know, like yeah. a... You're, you're motivating me because you're doing extraordinary things to get the job. So keep that up. Don't lose that spirit because that's how you become sure. generalist And that's how you're going to accomplish everything that, that you dream of. Uh, so thank you very much. Links underneath the show notes. Thank you, everybody, okay. for watching, listening. Everybody go meet Calvin on social media. Follow me. I'll follow
1: back. He'll follow back and uh, yeah. we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.